0: My favorite thing to do when I'm commuting or waiting on a long line is hop onto June's journey and escape into a game filled with compelling stories, strong female characters, and a true crime mystery I want to help solve. The game lets you step into the role of June Parker as she tries to figure out who killed her sister. By playing the hidden object mystery mobile game, you put your detective skills to the test. You find clues, play mind-teasing puzzles, and dive into the roaring 1920s. I'm on Chapter 4 and still trying to figure out how these clues will help me crack the case of who did it and why. But I can't do it alone. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Wedded Bliss turns into a dark mystery in Lucy Foley's The Guest List. The thrilling mystery is set on the coast of Ireland and it's my latest pick to listen to on Audible. The twists and turns do not disappoint. Listening to it felt addicting because I needed to know what happened next. The time is now more than ever to embrace the breathtaking, sinister, and shocking audio titles. Especially with brand new exclusive thrillers that are guaranteed to keep you on the edge of your seat. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. It is the home of storytelling, after all. New members can try Audible free for 30 days visit audible.com slash snapped or text snapped to 500-500. That's audible.com slash snapped or text snapped to 500-500.
1: When a divorced mother and a single father wade back into the dating pool, there's no mistaking what they're after.
2: Come out of something like that a little bit burned. So now it's time to have a good time.
1: But when another woman enters the picture, What starts as petty jealousy grows into something much more malevolent.
2: She's crying, she's mad, she's very upset. She obviously knew that I had a woman there. The texting and the emails and the phone calls just got worse and worse and
3: worse. She had been using different technology to try to hide her true location.
4: She drafted thousands of texts, thousands of emails.
1: Eventually, the threats move from the digital realm to the real world in the most deadly way imaginable.
5: She calls me, my house is on fire. It was apparent that not only had the leg probably been dismembered, but that the leg had been charred.
1: As the investigation into the crime deepens, the question becomes, who's really behind it?
2: My paranoia level was through the frickin' roof. This person you think you know for all this time is not at all the person you think you know, not even remotely.
1: December 5th, 2015, Council Bluffs, Iowa. At 6.30 p.m., Dispatchers in this quiet Omaha suburb receive a harrowing call. 911, what's the address
4: of your emergency? I've been shot in a lake.
1: The caller is
6: 40-year-old Liz Gallier. Liz reported being shot in a lake north of Council Bluffs in a park. I
4: are you in the park, ma'am? I'm in
1: one of the parking lots under um, left hand side, I have a little red Toyota and I'm playing next to it. According to Liz, she was walking on a trail when the attack occurred.
4: OK, is the assailant still nearby? I
1: don't think so, I took on
4: running.
1: OK. As first responders race to the scene, the dispatcher tries to gather as much information from Liz as she can. How many people were
0: there? Oh, I, I don't know, I only heard one you know
4: if male or female? Uh, female. Is there more than one wound? Um, I think it's one. They shot off a couple of shots. They only hit the other one, I think. <laughs> oh, my! my favorite like leg is soaked with blood. Oh, Jesus.
1: <laughs> By the time emergency responders arrive, Liz is losing consciousness. As Liz is rushed to the hospital, sheriff's officers secure the park and begin the search for the shooter.
7: Omaha police helicopter makes it up there and kind of scans the area.
1: This shooting is just the latest in a long line of bizarre and deadly events that started more than three years earlier. Liz Gallier was born in Michigan in 1975. Practically from the moment she was born, life dealt Liz a tough hand.
8: When she was a baby, her father died. But then shortly after that, her mother, I believe was walking somewhere up in Michigan where she's from, and a car went off the road and struck her and killed her. And there was no other family to take her in, so she went to the foster system.
1: After years in the foster system, Liz was adopted. The family provided Liz with love and support. But after graduating high school, Liz decided to strike out on her own, eventually settling in Omaha, Nebraska. By the time she was 37, Liz had given birth to two children and was rebounding from a failed relationship. After a few months on her own, she tried online dating and came across the profile of 35-year-old Dave Krupa. Like Liz, Dave had recently ended a decade-long relationship.
8: He was in a very long relationship with a lady named Amy Flora.
3: Amy and Dave, they went out for, I think, almost a dozen years, and they had two children together. We did the family thing, had the house and everything but the white picket fence. But we never went down to a courthouse and did
2: a wedding.
1: But Dave and Amy eventually discovered their romance was not meant to last.
8: We split the 4th of July, must have been 2011. Amy is originally from Council Bluffs. So after breaking up with Dave, she wants to go back to Council Bluffs to be closer to the family. Being a good father, he followed.
2: I moved them, her and the kids down here. And then another month and a half, two months after that, I came down here. I didn't know anybody.
1: It was after landing a job at a local repair shop that Dave took a stab at online dating. The first person to send him a message was Liz Gallier.
2: We were kind of on the same page, nothing serious, let's have a good time, you know, just some companionship. So that's, you know, where we started. And we hit it off. We're actually hanging out at each other's houses, you know, going to dinner, going out on the town, that sort of thing. She was pretty sexy a lot of fun, she was very lively, you know, expressive, and always wanted to have a good time.
1: However, by the fall, Dave and Liz's fling seemed to have run its course.
2: Liz and myself hadn't been seeing a lot of each other at that time. We were a little more
1: apart.
8: Liz was talking to a guy in Council Bluffs, and she had made plans to meet up
1: with another guy. As he and Liz grew apart, Another single mom caught Dave's eye when she came into his shop, 38-year-old Carrie Farver. Born and raised in Macedonia, Iowa, Carrie had a computer science degree and by all accounts, was flat out brilliant.
8: She was an undocumented genius, like an IQ of like 160 or 155.
1: Though Carrie was very intelligent, she was hardly a straight-laced computer geek.
9: She wanted to live life and have fun. She was not afraid to, to uh, you know, do shots and drink beer and have a lot of laughs.
1: But the real joy in Carrie's life was Max, her 14-year-old son from a prior relationship.
7: I believe her son was her life, you know? That's what she worked hard for, That's
10: was her priority. Carrie was a great mom. She never missed any of her son's football games or any band, concerts.
1: Between her son, her job, and hanging out with her friends, Carrie didn't really have the time or the desire to get into another serious relationship.
9: She had pretty high standards herself, you know, as far as like who she would keep in her life and certainly who she would keep around Max. She was very protective of Max.
1: Then in October, 2012, when Carrie laid eyes on Dave Krupa, their connection was instant.
2: She was very pretty. She was also very confident. And, you know, I guess I ventured a little bit, and uh, uh, we got a date. We hit it off.
1: Like Liz Gallier before her, Carrie made it clear she wasn't looking for a serious relationship.
2: We had talked to each other face to face about not being that involved. She made it very clear up front that she was not there for
9: that dating multiple people at times, and playing the field, as they call it. She thought it was entertainment, you know, didn't make any apologies. It was exciting.
2: Like I said, she was super smart. She was smarter than me, that's for sure. She had opinions and wasn't afraid to share them, which was nice, and she certainly wasn't bad to look at. She stayed over quite a bit.
1: Dave and Carrie seem to have forged the perfect, no-strings-attached relationship. So much so, that Carrie seemed unfazed that Dave and his other recent girlfriend, Liz Gallier, remained friends even after the romance fizzled out. That is, until Carrie and Liz ran into each other at Dave's apartment one November afternoon.
8: Liz stops at Dave's apartment to get some of her belongings, and that's when Carrie is there in Dave's apartment. That's when they cross paths. Liz claimed that Carrie called her a bitch.
1: Shortly after this alleged run-in, the normally freewheeling Carrie began exhibiting some bizarre behavior.
2: I said, bye, have a nice day, gave her a kiss on the way out the door. Around 9.45, 10 o'clock, I got a text, something along the lines of, hey, we should move in together. I was extremely left field. We had already talked about these sorts of things and neither one of us was interested in a serious relationship. So I just texted her back and said, you know, probably not. Almost as fast as I could put my phone back in my pocket, I get a text back, fine, I found somebody else, F you, go away, I don't want you anyway, you're a piece of crap, on and on and on and on.
1: Carrie's abrupt change of character leaves Dave stumped. But is this just the beginning of the fury? Coming up, will this once innocent fling become a full-blown fatal attraction?
2: My phone was
8: literally unusable. It would just vibrate all day long. They kind of believe that someone that's bipolar would do something like this.
1: How far will the harassment go before someone really gets hurt?
8: It
2: would become even more real than teed up cars and smashed windows.
3: So she gets to shoot somebody, and then
4: she gets to kill another person. And you guys aren't arresting her.
1: In November of 2012, Dave Krupa's fledgling romance with Carrie Farver has taken a turn for the worse after a heated exchange between Carrie and Dave's ex-girlfriend, Liz Gallier,
8: When they crossed paths at Dave's apartment, Liz claimed that Carrie called her a bitch.
1: Soon after, Dave reminded Carrie that theirs was meant to be a casual affair, nothing too serious. That's when he began receiving a series of harassing text messages.
2: Carrie was texting me again, just generally being rude. You know, I hate you, you're worthless, go away, don't talk to me.
1: Dave assumed that if he simply ignored the messages, Carrie would eventually stop harassing him. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Just
2: one after another, after another, after another, after another, probably had over a thousand in a day or
7: more. And the things she would email would just be vulgar, call people
8: horrible names. A bunch of expletives, cussing. He had, since they had broken up, received emails or messages from Carrie, and it would be like a picture of Dave's window saying, I'm watching you.
1: Carrie's seemingly unhinged comments weren't solely directed at Dave. She also told him how she felt about his ex, Liz Gallier, as well.
10: They were calling Liz names, nasty names, crazy
5: horror, that kind of thing. It was a firestorm of jealousy that, that just bled out of all these communications.
2: She'd be ranting about Liz, trying to say, Liz took me away from Carrie. And then she'd flip around and say, yeah, you're a piece of shit too, and Liz is a piece of shit, and I hope you die, and blah, blah, blah.
1: The harassment got so bad that Dave considered going to the police. But on November 21st, 2012, the police come to him about Carrie instead.
2: I was in the back of the shop. My guy was running the front counter, come back and said, hey, the sheriff's here for you. He's talking about a missing persons report, and I'm showing him my phone with all these crazy texts on it going, I'd like to file a report too, you know, make her go away, go find her and tell her to leave me alone.
1: According to the sheriff's officer, Carrie's seemingly unbalanced behavior had recently bled into other areas of her personal life.
6: There were initial texts from Carrie's phone to her
8: own mother. She received a message that Carrie was going to Kansas for a new job. I'm leaving and leaving my son, and good luck. You can raise him. She had never seen that type of behavior from Carrie, and that's what
9: alarmed her so much. She was not one to just abandon her son. That's not Carrie. Max meant everything to her. There would have been no question that something's up.
1: Investigators ask Dave if Carrie had exhibited any erratic behavior prior to the spate of menacing text messages. Dave says no, but it's clear to investigators he's rattled by this whole ordeal.
8: Uh, I believe as Dave explained it is He felt relief, like he had dodged a bullet there with maybe getting involved with someone that maybe has some mental issues.
2: You know, if it's gonna be this way, I'm glad it only lasted 14 days. I don't wanna find that out six months down the road.
1: Investigators ask Dave to let them know if he receives any additional messages from Carrie.
8: He seemed very honest, transparent, more than willing to help. I mean, just whatever he could do to help, it was gonna be a burden off of his shoulders if all this could be resolved.
1: This seems to have gone from a case of harassment to one of child abandonment and a possible missing person.
8: It just piled on to the overwhelming feeling of where do we go, what what do we do next?
1: In an effort to locate Carrie and to better understand the motive behind her actions, investigators reach out to Carrie's mother They ask her if Carrie had any history of mental illness, and she informs them that Carrie has suffered from bipolar disorder.
9: She would go through depressive periods over the years, and you just wouldn't hear from her for a while.
1: Nancy's admission gives investigators pause. They kind of
8: believed that Carrie had gone off her medication, was having some mental health issues. They would kind of believe that someone that's bipolar would do something like this.
1: It's a theory that's only reinforced the following morning, when Carrie's mother informs investigators that she's received another message from her daughter.
8: She received a message from Carrie with a picture of a check attached to the message saying I sold my furniture. And the text messages said, hey, this is for my furniture
7: let this person into my house to retrieve the furniture. And the check was signed by a Shanna Goyer.
8: Shanna, goes by Liz as well. Liz used to date Dave Krupa.
1: That afternoon, investigators head to Liz Goyer's apartment. Liz explains that not only did she not purchase Carrie's furniture, she was worried that Carrie would try to hurt her or her children.
8: She was sending pictures of Liz's kids taken from outside the house saying, I'm watching you, I can see you, you better watch your back.
1: However, if Carrie was hoping to drive a wedge between Dave and his former flame, she was having the opposite effect.
3: Liz, she was able to commiserate with Dave because Dave was being harassed at the same time by the same person. And it certainly drew the two of them closer together. We had this common foe, this common enemy,
10: this common problem. You know, we could talk about it to each other because we we're both going through it. Even though they're broken up, he comes running and he, you know, he comes to her aid and they get back together. We could be on the couch watching TV or a movie and had been sitting there for
2: an hour or more, not on our phones, not doing anything, and all of a sudden i get an email or a text and she did an email or a text from Carrie. The texting and the emails and the phone calls just got worse and worse and worse.
1: In order to stop Carrie, investigators have to find her. So they turn to the internet to see if Carrie's social media profiles offer any hints to her whereabouts. We
8: found a new social media profile, a Facebook profile, several dating profiles on different sites. Numerous different what appeared to be cell phone numbers. It was just a constant, something new pop up here, something new pop up here.
1: Detectives hope one of these profiles will reveal Carrie's location. Coming up, the harassment goes from texting to something much more dangerous.
2: She calls me, my house is on fire. Is that crazy Carrie?
11: If you remember how powerful it felt to snap a hot pink razor flip phone shut after getting off the phone, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins Multi-Active Cream to your daily routine. Rooted in nature and innovated with science... Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly Bioextract, extract Clarins multi-active cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While multi-active creams can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can distress your skin. Clarence Multi-Active Cream is available online now. Go to clarinscom slash truecrime and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off. A free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash truecrime with promo code truecrime. clarinscom slash truecrime with promo code truecrime.
1: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's angi.com. Detectives in the Omaha suburb of Council Bluffs, Iowa, are investigating the disappearance of Carrie Farver, who, in a matter of days, seems to have quit her job, abandoned her child to the care of her mother, and sent a series of harassing digital messages to her former boyfriend, Dave Krupa.
4: Dave Krupa was living under the assumption that he was being stalked by Kerry. Something along the lines of 12,500
1: emails. But Dave isn't the only target of Carrie's digital assault. Dave's ex, Liz Gallier, also reported getting similar emails.
7: Carrie has been harassing Liz, sending all these text messages and so forth. Every time she would get a harassing email from Carrie, she'd forward that along to Dave.
1: For the next few days, investigators monitor Carrie's various profiles, but there's no activity that would reveal her current location. Then, on January 10th, 2013, Dave Krupa pulls into the parking lot of his apartment complex and is greeted by an unwelcome surprise.
8: He saw a car parked. It was literally, I mean, 50 feet probably from his front door to his apartment.
2: And as soon as my attention was drawn to it, I went, that's her truck. That's her Explorer. I called the sheriffs immediately, said, it's here. Come and get it.
1: Sheriff's deputies impound Carrie's vehicle, and deliver it to CSIs for forensic processing. But again, it seems Carrie has successfully covered her tracks.
7: They said that thing was in pristine condition. It had been cleaned. It was obvious to them.
1: As routine procedure in a missing person case, CSIs process the vehicle for prints. Thankfully, they're able to recover one potential clue. They are able to
10: lift a print off of a mint container that's left in the console area in the front.
8: The print was ran through Aphis, you know, nationwide, see if we get lucky and it hits on something, and we got zero hits. Uh, there was no
1: match. The print was not even a match for Carrie. With nothing to indicate where she is or what she'll do next, investigators are at a loss. Over the next several months, Carrie's harassment of Dave Krupa and Liz Gallier escalates.
4: Liz would make constant police reports saying that she was being stalked by Carrie, that her cars were being vandalized, her house was being burglarized. In all those reports, she identified Carrie as the person who had committed these crimes.
1: Then, in the early morning hours of August 17th, 2013, the situation takes a potentially deadly turn.
8: Dave had received an email at about 12.30 a.m. It seems to be Carrie saying, I'm burning Liz's house down right now. I hope uh, her and her kids are here so they
1: all die. Moments later, Dave receives a panicked call from Liz.
2: She calls me, my house is on fire. It's that crazy Carrie. I'm like, oh my God, I get in my car and drive over there. All I saw was a bunch of fire trucks. The house was
8: total. It was clearly an arson, because there was accelerants. Gas from within the house was used, poured on clothes, and a couch in the basement.
1: Fortunately, Liz's children weren't home at the time of the fire, but there are several victims.
8: Liz's pets, a snake, a dog, a couple cats, all died in the fire due to smoke inhalation
1: guy helped her clean up
2: some stuff and drag it out of the house, but she wouldn't tell me where she's going. I don't want your crazy stalker to follow me. Pfft, totally understandable. I get it. I don't blame you one bit.
1: From that point on, Carrie's harassment slowly dissipates.
2: There were periods where I would only get two or three emails a day. That was kind of always there. But at some point, it dropped off pretty dramatically.
1: Though the harassment seems to have stopped, the fact remains no one has seen Carrie Farver in more than 10 months, a fact that deeply troubles Carrie's friends and family, especially her son.
6: She had missed significant events in her, her life that she would
9: not have missed. Her birthday would come and go and Max did awesome in football and then graduated. She talked about that when he was four. And um, there's nobody that would have been more proud, and nobody had any answers.
1: When detectives show Carrie's family the string of emails and texts Carrie allegedly sent to both Dave Krupa and Liz Gallier, Carrie's family has doubts about their authenticity.
6: Harry's mom said, this is not the way my daughter speaks. She doesn't misspell words. She didn't have this sort of tone that was in the messages.
1: The harassing messages continue to flare up periodically for more than two years. Finally, on December 4th, 2015, there's an unexpected development. Liz Gallier walks into the Pottawatomie Sheriff's Office looking to file a complaint.
8: He said that you were trying to file harassment? Yeah, a harassment,
1: stalking. She keeps stalking me on Facebook. Has Carrie finally returned? Or is this complicated case about to take another unexpected twist?
7: She starts telling us about how this lady named Amy is harassing her. Amy, we find out, is mother of Dave's children.
1: According to Liz, it all started a few weeks earlier when she began receiving emails and facebook messages from amy
4: but
1: But it wasn't just the threatening tone of the messages that unnerved liz it was their eerie similarity to the messages she used to receive from carrie
2: the grammar was really bad in all the same ways and it was the same repetition over and over and over. You can tell it's the same person.
1: Could it be the same person behind both Amy and Carrie's harassing emails and texts? Liz seems to think so.
11: They only dated for two weeks, and I don't understand why a person would still be stalking him almost three years later. I would find it more reasonable
0: to believe that his kid's mom is
11: if Amy
1: Flora is responsible for all the harassing messages, is it possible she's also responsible for Carrie Farver's disappearance? Investigators ask Liz to forward them her recent exchanges with Amy Flora. Liz agrees. But less than 24 hours later, the case takes yet another unbelievable turn. one, with
0: the address of your
4: emergency. Oh, yeah, I've
7: been shot in the (laughs) leg. The day after she came into our office to make that harassment report with Avis, that next day, Liz is shot.
1: Coming up, in the wake of the shooting, Liz fights for her life. And an already bizarre case takes another chilling turn.
4: It appeared that she was targeting yet another female,
1: For three long years, a person alleging to be Carrie Farver has made life a living hell for her one-time lover, Dave Krupa, and the ex-girlfriend he is still close with, Liz Gallier. Now, Liz has come forward with information that suggests the real stalker might be Amy Flora, Dave's former common-law wife and the mother of his children. Maybe
7: Amy's the one obsessed with Dave and is just trying to take out all these lovers of Dave's.
1: Before investigators can track down Amy, tragedy strikes again.
7: That next day, Liz is shot.
1: As officers secure the scene, Liz is rushed into surgery.
8: Liz's wound that she had on the thigh, two doctors examined it, and both had different opinions of what was the entrance and what was the exit.
1: After hours of surgery, doctors managed to staunch the bleeding and stabilize Liz. Two days later, investigators pay her a visit at the hospital. All of
4: a sudden, somebody walked up behind me, stuck a gun in my back, and told me to get on the
8: ground. And I thought I was dead. She said something to the effect of, "How do you like Dave?" And then shot her in the thigh, and ran. It's Amy shot you with this nut. Pretty much, that's what
0: I'm thinking.
6: Police responded immediately to Amy Flores' residence. There they located her with an infant son and another toddler aged child. Police questioned her. She stated she had no idea what they're talking about.
1: Amy claims she's been at home the entire day and was nowhere near the park at the time of the shooting.
6: A neighbor there also corroborated her story, saying that her vehicle had never left the parking lot of her residence. It didn't appear that she had committed this crime in any manner.
1: But if Amy hadn't shot Liz Gallier, then who had? Was Carrie Farver behind this spree of terror after all? Deputies hope the answer lies in the recent spate of threatening emails and texts Liz allegedly received from Amy Flora.
10: Is there any possible way we could track, you know, keep going with what you have from those emails that we could still find any
3: trace? There was a YouTube video uh, posted under the name Carrie Farver.
7: It's just a video
3: of somebody using a cell phone camera going through uh, Dave's apartment complex. They had been using different technology to try to hide their true location, but in this instance, they used their real IP address.
1: The source of the video comes as a shock to investigators.
3: And That real IP address could be traced back to Council Bluffs, Iowa. That real IP address could be traced back to where Liz lived. Turned out to be dozens and dozens of accounts that were impersonating Carrie. Just one by one, each one of them found its way back to Liz. The breadth and extent of Liz's impersonation
4: of Carrie is breathtaking. If you consider it, she drafted thousands of texts, thousands of emails, all purportedly from Carrie. She would use apps that would disguise her uh, email address.
1: But if Liz Gallier had been sending these messages to herself, who was responsible for shooting her or for setting her house on fire?
4: Dave Krupa, at some point, realized that his firearm had been stolen from his apartment. Shortly thereafter, Liz said she was in fear of her life from Amy. When law enforcement appeared to not take her claim seriously, All of a sudden, Liz sustained a gunshot wound at a park. Amy Flora did not shoot Liz. Liz shot Liz. It's unbelievable that someone would set a fire in their own house knowing that their pets are gonna die. This is how dedicated Liz was to the scheme.
1: However, the new evidence raises an even more disturbing question. If Liz had been posing as Carrie Farver for all these years, then where is Carrie now? On December 14th, 2015, investigators invite Liz Gallier in for an interview under the guise that they want to ask her a few more questions about Amy Flora.
7: We were gonna tell her that we found remains. The remains hadn't been identified yet, but we believe that they might be Carrie's. If Amy's bold enough to shoot you, then she probably killed Carrie. And we know that Amy's communicating with you. I didn't know. If maybe you felt comfortable, see if you could kind of push her for some more info on the Carrie thing. Because if she would, you know, come out with some
8: details of exactly what she did to Carrie and so forth like that, that would help
10: our case immensely. Well,
11: I'll try like maybe one or two emails.
10: And sure enough, boom, she goes home. She sent these emails into the police then saying, I've got these emails that Amy sent me confessing.
1: The emails also paint a detailed, albeit brutal, picture of how Carrie Farver died.
10: She came over after Dave left for work. She caught her at the house and got her into Carrie's own vehicle.
7: She stabbed Carrie in the stomach and the chest area multiple times. This happened in Carrie's vehicle. The body was burned afterwards disposed of in a dumpster somewhere. She had cleaned the vehicle and returned it back to Dave's apartment complex area. We get these confessional emails and it's telling us that this happened in this vehicle. So we decide we need to go back to this vehicle. We found the vehicle again. It'd been through a couple owners. I pull out the driver's seat pull off the fabric off the driver's seat, nothing. I pull out the passenger seat, pull off the fabric off that. There's a dark red stain on the seat. We got the results that it was positive for Carrie's DNA. It was a lot of validation. It felt like, hey, we're there, we did it. We've proven this isn't a missing persons case, that this is a homicide.
1: With Liz now in their crosshairs, Investigators need to know if the fingerprint that was found in their initial search of Carrie's car could be a match to Liz.
8: Doty requested uh, our crime tech to compare that print directly to Liz's fingerprint because it was on file from a Michigan arrest. And upon comparing those prints, it was a match that that fingerprint from the car was Liz Gallier's fingerprint.
1: Even with this new evidence, the case against Liz remains circumstantial, and investigators are hesitant to issue a warrant for her arrest.
7: We didn't have a body. Not a lot of no-body homicide cases are tried, because a lot of prosecutors won't take them.
1: However, given Liz Gallier's newfound fixation on Dave Krupa's ex, Amy Flora, detectives fear history may repeat itself.
10: Anybody who's willing to shoot themselves is pretty off the charts, not stable. I'm convinced that she was about to do something very sinister to Amy as well.
1: In late January of 2016, investigators reach out to Dave Krupa, letting him know that he, his children, and his ex, Amy Flora, could be in grave danger.
2: Doty came to me at work that day and told me that, we know Liz did it, we believe that Liz murdered Terry. We believe that she is targeting Amy. I was shocked on many levels. They said, this is serious, this is real, you need to go take care of your kids.
1: While investigators work to build their case against Liz Gallier, Dave Krupa moves back in with Amy Flora and their children.
7: They get a call from Liz, she was very emotional. She was crying on the phone, she was very upset.
3: So she gets to shoot somebody,
4: and then she gets to kill another person, and then she gets to move in with Dave, and she gets to be free, and you guys
0: aren't arresting her.
1: Investigators invite Liz to the station to talk. When she arrives, they turn the tables on her.
6: Why would you create all these emails? I haven't created any emails. They're coming from you. No, they're not. The finger's pointing right at you. I'm done talking and I'm gonna have my attorney because I didn't do anything.
10: We knew she was following and stalking Amy. We knew that she was driving by her home and we were scared for Amy's life, really, honestly. And they were like, we need to do
6: something. I've got enough uh, probable cause to make an arrest and I feel we have plenty of evidence pointing the finger at her. Even as circumstantial as most of it was, it, it was still too much to overcome, in my opinion.
1: With enough evidence behind them, police arrest Liz Gallier.
6: It
2: was a huge weight off my shoulder. It felt good not to have to look over my shoulder anymore and not to have to worry about my kids
7: anymore.
1: Coming up, without Carrie's remains, the case against Liz is far from a slam dunk.
7: There wasn't a body and there wasn't a found weapon and a lot of this stuff was circumstantial.
1: But then prosecutors make an 11th hour discovery that could tip the scales of justice in their favor.
3: This was the closest thing we had to a smoking gun.
5: Spring
1: 2017, 42-year-old Liz Gallier is awaiting trial for the murder of 37-year-old Carrie Farver. Prosecutors believe that after murdering Carrie, Liz assumed Carrie's online persona and pretended to stalk herself and her ex-boyfriend, Dave Krupa, in order to cover up her crime.
8: All of these reports, the destruction of property, harassment, stalking, vandalism, even the arson, at uh, Liz's house, they all actually correlate with Dave and Liz's relationship. If they hit a low point in their relationship, about that same time, a report would be filed.
2: This whole thing that was going on, that was crazy. I mean, that's Lex Luthor stuff.
1: But as the trial approaches, prosecutors still have major holes in their case, holes that Liz's defense attorneys are prepared to exploit.
5: There was no body. There was no eyewitnesses. There was no murder weapon. That was gonna be a huge obstacle.
2: Seemingly on a whim, Detective Avis and Kava are out running around, stop by the shop. And Kava says, hey, by the way, you know, we've looked at the computer, we've looked at the phones and everything. Is there anything else you got laying around? And
3: I said, oh, you know what? There was an old tablet. What was interesting was the SD card that was in it. It had been formatted um, years before, and it looked like it was empty, but things that are deleted aren't necessarily deleted forever. The images from that
10: SD card made it apparent that this SD card belonged to Liz Golia. Lots of selfies and just pictures that were consistent with things
1: in her home. However, there's one photo that stops investigators dead in their tracks.
3: I thought we might be looking at, uh, you know, a tattoo on a person. It looked like a foot to me. It looked like a human foot.
5: It was uh, probably from the knee down. It was apparent that not only had the leg probably been dismembered, but that the leg had been charred.
1: Could the leg belong to the victim, Carrie Farver?
10: They reached out to Nancy Rainey, who is Carrie's mom, and just verified, you know, what tattoos did she have, and Carrie had a tattoo on her foot. It was a Chinese symbol, and I believed it it meant mother.
6: When the photograph was located, the tattoo, it was essentially our body that we were missing. This was the closest thing we
5: had to a smoking gun. That gutted our defense, because now, before, where there was no body, no cause of death, all of a sudden now, they could say, Liz did it
1: in may 2017 liz Gallier's trial gets underway having waived her right to a jury trial liz's fate hangs in the hands of a single judge but the defense attorney believes there's still a chance for liz's freedom
6: the defense really wanted to sell that the police had not been able to provide a body um, a murder weapon or anything else that would definitively say that liz was responsible for this
1: unfortunately for liz this defense backfires
6: liz was convicted of first-degree murder so that's an automatic life sentence here in nebraska without a chance for parole
5: she's stone cold i mean mean, there's no reaction at all she didn't cry she sat there to hear the judge say guilty and the way he said
7: it and talked about how he couldn't understand how a human could be capable of these kind of things. Was It was just great redemption, I think, for a lot of the people in there to hear that the judge saw it the same way all of us did.
8: It took everything in me to just not jump up out of the seat and act ridiculous and just stay professional.
1: The verdict especially made an impact on the lives of Carrie's family, particularly her mother, Nancy, and son, Max.
9: I'm so happy for Nancy and Max not because of the loss, because of the answer. And this is not even about vengeance. It's more about having closure, resolution.
1: Now that Carrie Farver's friends and loved ones know the truth, they're determined to remember the woman they knew and loved, not the one Liz Gallier so unjustly made her out to be.
10: Liz tried to make Carrie uneducated, not employed, not a good mother. Carrie was opposite of what Liz tried to make her be.
7: I think Liz's reason for doing all this is she was just obsessed with Dave. She would try to take out anybody that got in her way to be with Dave.
8: I think ultimately Liz snapped when she encountered Carrie at the apartment. To Liz, that was a paramount moment for her and her relationship with Dave. I think Carrie became Liz's obsession, and it consumed her to the point of murder.
2: Curious should be remembered as a beautiful, fun, full-of-life woman. You know, wanted to experience things, wanted to be out there, and she was a good woman.
7: Hi, Snapped fans. This is John Thrasher, co-host of Oxygen's other true crime podcast, Martinis and Murder. I'm jumping in here because there's additional information about this case that you didn't hear in the episode. Tragically, Carrie Farver's body has never been found. Also, as for Liz Goyer, she's currently being housed at the Nebraska Correctional Center for Women. For more true crime stories and updates, be sure to subscribe to my show, Martinis and Murder, with new episodes dropping every Thursday and Sunday wherever you listen to...
6: The wait
3: is over.
4: So far, you're not losing. The only thing you're losing is my patience.
3: Quickly, I see that. Bing!